What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Round Tripper here on 89.1 WXVU Villanova Radio. It is Monday, September 30th, and we are back. So close to being a full house. We're almost there. I'm Pat Sang, joined by Conrad Bayer, Jack Sherwood. Ben Moy is making his debut. Hello. Wow. And Matt Wood will be here soon. The kid's got other priorities, right? Yeah, he's got, he says that he's got to get a lift in. <clears throat> Although one day we have off, he decides we're going to have a lift. Priorities, I understand. Yeah, I get a nice quick pump in. Could do it after. For our... Could do it here. Could do it. For our nice right? viewing audience. Are you saying you want to live stream the show? I mean, if he's doing mm-hmm. a pump, it's quite it's quite possible. Kind of kind of goes to waste if it's does on that, radio. Does that fall under my jurisdiction as having? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the executive producer. No, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not, I'm telling you right now. We're not so he's got to right figure now. out how to stream right now. We're not going to do it. <laughs> Instagram Live. It's it's a possibility, right? We've talked about it for a long time. Yep. So things uh things uh, could happen. We have a little switcheroo going on here. But how's everyone doing today? Fantastic. And it was a long weekend. Family weekend was a lot of fun. Thank you to all the families that came out. We had a great time. Yeah, I'm still sure which slamming headphones around the desk. Yeah, still, as Pat knows, <laughs> extremely sore, bruised, battered, and bloodied from yesterday. Well, that was from the oh, football game yesterday. Yeah, twenty-six to nineteen loss. Wow, wasn't great. No, it wasn't great. Well, yeah, we'll get to that at the end. That's usually around the nation. Yeah, we'll, gonna, we'll, we'll touch on that at the end. Yeah, exactly. So we'll... um. Are you recording me right now? No, I'm not. We are live. Oh, my God. Conrad <laughs> went live. Okay. All right. Instagram live. And uh, would you like to, to say your name? At Faster Than Fire. So at Faster Than Fire, apparently Conrad has gone we are, live. We're going live from the studio. I'm live recording you live recording me. <laughs> yeah, everybody. Except for Matt. What? We'll def we'll go live again once Matt gets here so we can show off his little pump. Oh, we got one person watching. Who? Dan the man. Oh, oh. This Thank is, you. Thank you for watching. I, I was not expecting this for the for the show today for my start, I'm not gonna lie. It's just like a sound. <laughs> oh, we're oh, we're getting a bunch of people now. How many? How many is a bunch? Upwards of seven? We got five right now. That's a bunch. Wow. That's a bunch. We'll I realize Connor is that popular. He is. We should all He's do a track it. There we go. One time we should do is all Send live, any questions. live stream and see oh, who has the most viewers. Oh. Possible. We're getting a lot of people joining. This is We're at six. Spread the show. <laughs> Wait, let me make it seven. <laughs> I just gotta, I've just got to send my Snapchat quickly. Okay, oh, excuse seven. me, you're on the air. I broke the chair. <laughs> he did actually send <laughs> the Snapchat. Just the chair broke. Oh, that's great. So this, um, is, this is a wonderful start to our, our show. All right. Great start. Great start. Megan Kane's on. Whoa. Wow. Look at the support. Much appreciated. Hey, kinda... hey, Tim? No. You're bad. <laughs> no, we are not. <laughs> We're going to focus on the show, not, right. not just on the comments. Seven. All right. Conrad, you're, you're pretty cool, man. We so will we keep this going the whole time? With of our course. shout outs as we do every single week. Thank you to everyone for listening, especially Connor, Jordy, Megan, Jules, Shannon, Joe, Rebecca, Rick, Dan, Brian, Jack, not Sherwood. Madeline, Uncle Ken, Aunt Diane, Uncle Steve, Marie, Joe, Johnny, Mom, Dad, Bayer, Sherwoods, Woods, Moyes, the Canes, everyone and anyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. Instagram Live as well now. Our uh, our Conrad Bayer on uh, showing us live. Uh, just a reminder, podcast goes live every Tuesday morning on iTunes and Spotify. Just search Round Tripper. Two words. 
I spelt it to you. I spelt it to you. Yeah, we're getting a simulcast. I didn't pay attention for we're half get, of what you tried to We've got a simulcast going. All right, should I get into the monologue? Yeah. I think we're losing some people. Enough of the pleasantries. Let's get into the monologue. All right, let's... Are you still recording? I'm yeah. assuming he is he's pointing the camera into my face. <laughs> so I'm going to guess that this, uh, this is going live right now. 162 games and 180 days. There is no grind in sports quite like Major League Baseball. And here we are, six months after opening day, getting ready to start the next chapter of baseball season, the postseason. This season has been the year of the haves and the have-nots. You have your high flyers in Houston, 107 wins. Los Angeles, 106 wins. The New York Yankees, 103 wins. Sherwood's team. Minnesota Twins, 101 wins. But boy, was there some poor baseball played this year as well. Pittsburgh had a nightmare of a second half, finishing 24 games under 500. They were one game under at the All-Star break, so you can do the math there of how that ended for them. Miami lost 105 games. Baltimore, 108. Detroit lost 114 games. How many did they win? 47. No. No, that math has, this is a, what, 160? Okay. I, I <laughs> math checks out. I was saying, off the top of my head, I believe it's 47. Wow. That's it is 47. Right it is 47. <laughs> can, can confirm can as confirm. I just at the standings. This was a year of dominance and those that dominated, especially Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, Christian Yelich, Cody Bellinger, Mike Trout, Alex Bregman, Pete Alonso, DeGrom, Acuna, and so many more put on an absolute show this year. So that sets the stage for October baseball. And the really interesting part of that, you may have heard this before, but the balls are juiced this year. <laughs> That's really how Tebow hit three. Juiced, which leads to one of the more intriguing playoffs in recent memory. Good pitching has always defeated good hitting. But could we see that change in the, over the next 30 days? Even the best pitcher in the American League, Justin Verlander, who's going to win the Cy Young, allowed 36 home runs this year, a career high. 58 major leaguers hit 30 or more home runs this season. That just doesn't happen. <coughs> the best part about all this, we're going to see who wins this struggle. Houston and Washington stayed with the conventional method of loading up on pitching, while Minnesota, the Yankees, and Atlanta will attempt to slug their way to the World Series. It's old school versus new school, conventionalism versus progressivism. It's hitting versus pitching. And the chase starts tomorrow, and Conrad gave everyone a, a nice little wave there. So the playoffs are set. We are into it. Matchups. What matchup are you most looking forward to in the first round of the playoffs? Twins Yankees. Why is that? Um, I actually, I've, I said the last week that the Yankees have statistically dominated the Twins in the postseason, mm -hmm. which was a lot of fun. When we lived in Minnesota. Um, I think they're two different teams. I think when the Yankees were doing well in the early like 2010s ish, is that was obviously the core four era, and the Twins didn't have as solid of a core as they do now. Um, so I think that'll be, I think that'll be a really interesting matchup. I think that at least goes for as much, as much as that pains me. Yeah. I will go with the Houston Tampa Bay matchup because I believe Tampa Bay will win the wild card. Mm. I do think that would probably be the more interesting first round or uh, divisional series. Uh, Houston's loaded up, and I think Tampa Bay is excellent in all as assets of the game. Tampa's been very good yes, this year. Been, uh, very, I think the underrated last last year, and I think that they, um, yeah, I think that they're going to be a very tough opponent for Houston. I think that a lot of people don't really haven't really just talked about them much. So I do, I do think that they're a very dangerous team this year. Yeah, Mr. Cameraman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I'm a little busy responding to commenters. Right no, now. <laughs> analysis. I think uh, the Cards um, Braves matchup is gonna be pretty good. I like that. Um, I just think the Cardinals um, really in that second half really heated up and took over that central the NL Central division um, with both collapses and other and the Brewers getting hot. We're not gonna mention who collapsed. Who but, collapsed? Who? Who? Uh, the Pirates. Oops. Well, the Pirates did actually. But yeah. So Chicago they did. Cubs also. But did. the Cardinals really took hold of that division, and I, they they got a lot of good players. And the Braves have just been good all year in that NL East, kind of just going through everybody. Um, you know, the Mets swept them this past weekend. Yeah. Uh, did that series matter? To people that bet the over on the Mets, it certainly did because they hit <laughs> on the last day of the season. Well, <laughs> maybe they. They uh maybe there's some gambling in that Braves dugout. Oh, Pete Rose. Pete Rose. <laughs> so yeah. Conrad has now accused the Braves of betting on baseball. <laughs> was this a hot take you had yeah. earlier? I think that was it. Maybe. But yes, uh, yeah, that's that's the series I'm looking forward to. All right. I hope the Braves win and crush the Cardinals. But that's a that's a very unbiased opinion. Very unbiased. They're winning in three. Love three. to hear that. Love yeah. to hear that. Wow. Yeah, pretty sweet woman three. That's something. I also picked the New York Yankees and the Minnesota Twins wow. as our most intriguing matchup because I want to see if they can slay the beast. Yeah. I the Yan- as Sherwood was referring to, the Yankees have eliminated the Twins from the postseason five times in the last fifteen years. How many times that the Twins made the playoffs have they been eliminated by the Yankees? That's a fantastic question. I would say well, because I know they beat them in our Sophomore year in the wild mm-hmm. card, they beat them in the 2010 World Series like run. I think that honest, on a, 2009, pardon me. I think honestly, every time the Twins have been in the postseason in the last six or seven years, they've lost. And the, the, the Twins have never defeated the Yankees in the postseason as well. It's just five times since 2003. Okay, yeah, is the number, but they've played more than that. And Minnesota has never come out on top. But this is a very interesting, I'll put it, Minnesota team. I mean, Sirocco Baldelli in his first year uh, with the Twins transforms a 78-win team to a 101-win team. Uh, it's behind not great pitching, but good enough pitching. You've got Jose Barrios at the top, who's a fantastic 25-year-old starter who looks like he's going to be an ace for a while. But then after that, Martin Perez, Kyle Gibson, Jake Odorizzi, and my personal favorite that's still pitching around, Michael Pineda. Mm-hmm. Got to mm-hmm. love Yankee throwback there, Mr. Pine Tar himself, uh, still throwing for them. So bullpen's good enough. Taylor Rogers actually had a really good year. But obviously, if you look at this Twins team, it's the offense is where it shines. Major League record 307 home runs this year. Yes, the juice balls obviously uh, play a part in that. But so much uh, home run production out of Nelson Cruz, Mitch Garver, CJ Crone, all these different guys for them can beat you with the long ball. And not only that, you're going up against the New York Yankees who, oh yeah, do the same thing. Hit 306 home runs this season. Choose baseballs, pitching versus hitting. See, see what I'm going there. Home run derby in the postseason possible. A lot of uh, don't do games. Mm-hmm. Nine, ten games, ten, twelve games. We might see some, or we go. It goes baseball goes complete postseason mode, and you get two one. I said that. I, I that's that probably what's going to happen. I'd love to see that. I'd be shocked. The, 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 the league needs to choose the balls in the Yankees series in order to keep it interesting because you need some. I mean, I'm got, looking forward to that series. That that will be a fun series. You need you need some variety in the league right now. And, I think that would be a good. I think the like Houston series is going to be all about pitching. Um, Dodgers, like obviously, like that's going to be you know, man. But if they, you know, that'd be interesting to see if you know who's going to hit the ball the farthest. I guess that's 
it's 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 going to be a fun matchup. So quick wild card picks then before we get into everything else for the baseball segment. So you've got Tampa against Oakland, Milwaukee against Washington. A's and Brew Crew. Tampa Bay. A's and uh, the Brew Crew as well. I got the Rays and the Brew Crew. And I have Oakland and the Nationals. I think Oakland rides uh, Sean Manet who's <coughs> pitching, though. He is going up against Charlie Morton, who should finish third in the Cy Young voting, which is nothing against him. It's just that he has to go up against Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole this year. Morton actually had an amazing year, but Manaya has been incredible um, since the All-Star break. And that Oakland A's lineup is actually really good. Matt Chapman's going to be an MVP candidate um, as well for Oakland. 36 home runs. Washington at home. Juan Soto is so good. Milwaukee, I think some of that magic kind of runs out here tomorrow night. And I just think Washington is more equipped for the postseason with that um, those top-end starters and a really tough um, lineup to get through as well. I just want to touch quickly on the A's. I was very upset with Chris Davis not batting 247 this year. First time in four years, correct? Yeah, that was yeah. hilarious. Yeah, so for the last three years, he batted exactly 247. Yeah. It's disappointing that he really Very disappointing. Straight. Some people don't like change. We're one of them. Yeah. Or two of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on some interesting managerial uh, oh, news boy. as well. Yep. Oof. Joe Madden was let go by the Cubs on Sunday. Clint Hurdle and, and Brad Osmus were fired. Ned Yost and Bruce Bochy retired. Any thoughts on that? Retired for Bochy. Yeah, exactly. In quotes. <laughs> Let's start with the manager that's not there anymore. Yeah, we'll start with the Cubs yeah, fan. The Cubs. manager. I think it was just one of those, it was that time. Like, obviously, he's the best manager that prob- the Cubs have probably ever had. He brought them to a World Series in 16 after 108 years. Um, you can't ask, like, I don't think there's any fan in Chicago or anybody in that organization that regrets having Joe Madden there. Um, I just think that as the team got older, Joe Madden always seems to have more success with younger teams when he's building the culture. And I think with all these, all the guys on the Cubs that are, that are older have been there, kind of done that. It kind of got old, the magicians and stuff. And even he stopped doing that as much. And there wasn't as many themed road trips as there was in 15 and 16 when Mm -hmm. they were making pushes in the, in the playoffs and actually doing something. Um, Unfortunately, it came at the end of the run. I believe it was, they had just gone um, three years in a row making the playoffs it would have been a club record if they made it this year but they didn't get it done and i mean something something needs to change in that organization they have too many talented guys to lose nine in a row down the stretch when you're still competing for for a spot in the playoffs um they should be better than that it's not joe's fault i don't think anybody would blame it but there needs to be some shake up and the manager is the easiest thing to shake up a team yeah i think that's fair and just for <coughs> to keep us moving along because we do have a lot of baseball things to hit here. I don't want this to go on too long. I'll say I agree. I think it's time with the Cubs for Matt. I don't think you could have blamed him if they fired him after last year. The only thing they would have no. been on the hook for what, like four or five million dollars. Yeah, they he was did one that. of the highest paid exactly. managers. So I, I could see that. Uh, Clint Hurdle, just such a disastrous second half. Nine years in Pittsburgh. Again, it was time. Brad Osmus is the interesting one. Being fired in L.A. after one year, 72 and 90. To me, that screams they want Joe Madden. If yeah. they're getting rid of him, uh, Ned Yost, Bruce Bochy, Ned Yost was probably, they were probably going to fire him. So they probably told him, Hey, Ned, it's time to hang it up. Uh, Bochy, we'll see what happens there. 
Um, other managerial decisions that will be made this week, Gabe Kapler and Mickey Calloway. Let's see what happens there. Uh, as a Met fan, I understand how the Mets finished much better in the second half of the season. Like, what a run that was to really reinvigorate the fan base. Mickey Calloway should not be in the dugout come April 1st next year. Who do you want? Joe Girardi. It is that simple. Wow. It is that simple. Okay. It's Callaway is just too poor of an in-game manager. I think he did a really nice job rallying this team and keeping them together, but there are just way too many decisions where anyone looks at and just says, what are you doing? And so it's time for Callaway to go, and I don't want another inexperienced manager coming in. I want you to go straight to the top. The man that's won a World Series, the man that's done it in New York, Joe Girardi should be the New York Mets next manager, and it should be wrapped up in a week and a half. Is he going to be able to take, though, the calls from the GM about who he wants to come into the All pitching right, that's, that's cheap shot. We don't need to <laughs> talk about that. Brody would never do such thing. Um, <laughs> it, no, it's interesting if Girardi would want to come into that situation because ownership medals, as yeah. as we know, with the uh, with the Wilpons. So it, it'll be interesting to look at there. But again, we can get into that more as it actually happens instead of speculating. I was thinking Girardi of the Cubs, actually. Because you suppose he comes in. Yeah, I thought, I thought when he said, when I got that update Saturday mm-hmm. saying that, Joe Man was out. I originally thought of Joe Girardi. They, Girardi's going to have no shortage of suitors. I'm sure the yeah. Padres will go after him. Yeah. It, he's going to have some options this year. It's going to be really interesting to see where he goes. Uh, sure, would you like to discuss yours? We're not going to do it now because just we don't have the time, but we'll fill it out after uh, the show. We can fill, no, it's fine. We can do it later. Okay. Yeah. Well, what we're going to do is each of us are going to pick our wild card, ALCS, NLCS, World Series. We're not going to do it here. We're going to put it on a sheet. We're going to basically keep a points tally. Do we decide what the winner gets or just the loser? No, loser has okay, to do something. Well, well last place is going to have to buy uh, the uh, everyone else on the show around Dr. Pepper's at Kelly's. Dr. Or ginger ale. You can figure out what maybe that is. Right, maybe a ginger ale. There you too. go. You, uh, nice. Collect them away. Yeah. Right, that, that's, that's for you, uh, Professor Bradley. All right, high school superlative style to describe the Major League Baseball season. And everyone goes silent. Yeah. You're supposed, You're supposed to, to go, Pat. I'm kidding. I'm this is how this works. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Most impressive team. Tampa Bay. Yeah. Wait, is that the wrong answer? No, it's very fair. Yeah, Tampa Bay. Uh, with those payroll restrictions, it's kind of hard yeah. to it. And that, again, they always find diamonds in the rough. That front office is amazing. Um, the Chris Archer trade, they are laughing all the way to the playoffs with Chris Archer pitching horrible in Pittsburgh and um, Tampa Bay netting Austin Meadows and uh, Tyler Glasnow. Benjamin. I would also go with them, the Rays, because <clears throat> I think that uh, they obviously before the season, everyone is expecting the Yankees and the Sox to go at it, like mm-hmm. about like the the race for the division. But I think that they really flew under the radar last year, and I think that for them to win was a ninety six, and you know, like a top division with like the Sox, even though not playing that well, but also the Yankees, like just really dominating again. I thought that it was really impressive for what they had to do and, and, and whatnot, you know, as yeah, given their situation and mm-hmm. with their payroll restrictions and whatnot. I'm going to go with the A's. Um, I mean, for similar reasons, they're just a team that always seems to get it done. Um, even with not having the payroll of, like we said, like the Yankees, the Cubs, the Dodgers, um, they're still, they get it done. 97 wins is, is really impressive and even staying behind with the Astros in that in that division. It's it's really impressive to continue to excel like they do and find a way to get in the playoffs just to see what happens. 
And I'm going to go a little bit against the grain there because I see what you guys are doing with the with the lower payroll teams and surprising. I genuinely think the New York Yankees were the most impressive team this year because of the injuries that they had to go through. I know Sherwood is, is shocked over there right now. Just losing Stanton and Judge and Gregorius coming back and Severino out for most of the year and Batanzas out for, what, all but one appearance? Two, I think. Two appearances when he came Ruptured back. Ruptured Achilles. Well, no, it was one. It was his first, mm-hmm. I think. And then to win 103 games still, very impressive. Now, I will caveat it with the Yankees played 75 games against teams over 500 this year. 75 of 162. Just for comparison, the Mets played over 100 games against teams over 500. So, did the Yankees beat up on some really bad teams, especially the Baltimore Orioles, where Gleyber Torres hit 15 home runs? Yes, but... Is 103 wins when half of your roster is on the injured list for most of the year incredibly impressive? Yeah, absolutely. So I give them the nod there. Um, let's do biggest underachiever and then World Series just to move it on. So biggest underachiever, team or player? Manny Machado. Underachiever, Manny Machado. Expected more? Yeah. Oh, a lot more. Yeah, a lot more. I thought he would. Obviously, one player can't do it all in baseball, but I was expecting them to to compete more for the wild card this year. Mm-hmm. Fair. Yeah. Uh, this is your chance. Is easy one. Yep, there you go. The, the, the very obvious. I did this specifically uh, for you. The Sox, I, I, I don't know. They, they, with their, their payroll, their roster, they just, they just didn't seem to care this year. And it was very, uh, discouraging, especially like, I, I think that it's, it's wild. It's wild to think that we're potentially losing, a hall of potential hall of famer and no one seems to care about it. Yeah, because, no, I think it's fair. And <clears throat> in a sense that they're going to trade him just to get rid of to to knock down the luxury tax, reset the luxury tax. And I think the the worst thing this year that was absolutely outrageous I saw yesterday is that the Sox have blown over fifty percent of the saves. They've only mm-hmm. they've only converted on thirty three of I believe is sixty four is what it was. Yeah, I believe 64 so. Sixty four potential save opportunities. That is just like you can't have that. You got it's got to be better. And then I think that the bullpen having those shortages was like the start. And then just you know, as a team, it was just the, one of the more disappointing seasons. Even though like Bogarts and Devers really made some big strides mm-hmm. this year, and Erod almost getting twenty wins yesterday. Like there there were some bright spots, but as a team, they were definitely the most underachieving group, I'd say. Conrad. Uh- <clears throat> I'm going to go with the uh, the Phillies after mm-hmm. signing Bryce Harper in the offseason and making all the moves, and their team looked like a legitimate team, and they should have theoretically contended for at least their division, and they ended up getting fourth and going 500. Um, like I can see not making the playoffs the first year after you get like a guy like Bryce because you spend so much money on him and focus on him, but to be fourth in the division after after all that and everything and the hype that was going into the season... That's just that you're, that's a really disappointing season. Yes, I I completely agree, and I also am going with the Philadelphia Phillies as my uh, just biggest underachievers. Eighty one and eighty one after all that money that poured into it, uh, Bryce Harper, David Robertson, all these different moves that they made, uh, acquiring Jason Vargas at the trade deadline, which was hilarious, especially in retrospect that they actually thought that was going to help them. <laughs> Vargas pitched terribly. Um, it, it just it feels like something is off in Philadelphia, and I have a feeling that's why Gabe Kapler. M- might not be the manager come seven days from now. I think he's the first one to get scapegoated because I believe their GM signed a contract extension um, rather recently. 
Uh, but 81 and 81, after all the hype that went into it, obviously pretty disastrous. Um, and then an honorable mention to Edwin Diaz of the uh, of the New York Mets there that went from a 1.96 ERA to a 5.6 ERA and um, gave up 2.3 home runs per nine innings, which is really hard to do. <laughs> but Diaz found a way I to agree. do it. So, yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. After one of the best seasons in Major League Baseball history, then follow up with one of the worst I would say that's underachiever. All right, let's just go with one last thing. What's your World Series and who wins it? And we'll go to break. Like the matchup? Yep. Yankees, Dodgers, Yankees. Mm. Chalk. No, come back to me. It's, yeah, no, it's chalk. It's going to be chalk. Yankees, Dodgers with the Yankees winning? Yeah, I have to. All right, Benjamin? I'm going to go with the Dodgers, and I think that, <clears throat> I think, although I think Houston and the Yankees can going to be a close series, I think that, the Yankees are probably going to pull it out, and I think that I think the Dodgers might might get back. Finally, uh, might get them back this year. You got something to say over there? Hey, we haven't introduced him yet. He's not here. Um, I'm going to go with it's going to be the Dodgers and the Astros, and the Astros are going to win in six. I hate all the agreement, but I have to. It's Astros Dodgers with Houston in five. Houston is way too good. They once they acquired Zach Greinke at the trade deadline. Yeah, that, that pitching, that ridiculous. And especially once you get in the postseason, it's going to be Verlander, Cole Greinke. Good luck to go Can with I that line. Change my yeah. take to the to the Astros. Oh no! 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 Dude, the Astros are just better than everyone. Just tell me the Astros. All right, Matt Wood is an Astros. Uh, so picks three. the Astros as right. well. So you got three for the Astros. Uh, not too much variety here, but they are that good. They won 107 games this year. That pitching staff's amazing. That wraps it up. All right, so this we'll send it to our first break here on Round Chipper, and then we'll get into some NFL. This is Round Chipper on 89.1, and we'll be right back. Back here on Round Chipper. And best song we ever had? Quite possibly. Yeah. Also, best transition. We've wow. Ever I know that. Last week, I think we had a better one. That's true. Last week was pretty special. But uh, last week was a special week. You, you did nail that. Some uh, some housekeeping things before uh, before we move into the NFL. As Connor McGovern pointed out, a stack correction. Chris Davis actually hit two forty seven in four straight years. Four straight years. Yeah. Wow. So, Thank you, Connor. Very important. Also, shout out to Mark Murphy who was listening in tonight, as well. Marcus. We love hey, Mark. Mark. Yeah. What's up, Mark? Thank you so much for listening. And we are joined by our fifth member of the show now. He's here making his radio debut for senior year. It's Matt Wood. Yo, Pat, how are we? We are doing spectacular. So wonderful to have everyone here. The whole round table's here and just in time for some NFL talk. So we are going to start in Detroit. <coughs> are you kidding me? Until yeah, I'm sorry. I'm getting ready for my Chris Berman voice. <laughs> and we go to the Motor City. Perfect. And that is a wonderful transition where the Chiefs rallied late to take down the Lions 34 to 30. And just the question I give you from this game is are the Detroit Lions for real setting at 2 1 and 1? I think they are. Yeah. Um, because they, the, the tie against the Cardinals, obviously, they, they gave that away. They did absolutely um, gave that one away. So, so, still on the record, but they, they really gave that away and were dominating most of that game. And the Chiefs. They held Pat Mahomes without a touchdown, which is, I believe, the first time in his career. Um, so that that's very impressive. So that defense is legit. They just got to work on end of game 
situation kind of play calling because in the two games they haven't won, it's really they've dominated the game and in the fourth end of the fourth quarter, stuff happens and they lose or they tie. So I, th- I think they're a legitimate threat, and especially that NFC North is a powerhouse of the division. I do think they're legit. I think that <clears throat> the thing that um, I think was been the most concerning is I, you know, obviously Belichick's successors are not always the the most successful. But I do think that when Patricia left last year, there was a lot of people saying that just based because of his personality wise that. He might have a shot at actually succeeding just because he does do things a little bit differently. He still has the same due diligence as Belichick, but he does have a personality that, that is different, and everyone tries to emulate Belichick. And I think that he, he can find his own – I think if he finds his own way, things are going to go, go well. I do think that the Lions' defense is legit, and I think that the thing is going to come down to is how far can Stafford go because I think – you know, his overall career, he's just been a you know, up and down quarterback, very mediocre. And I think that if Patricia can somehow do something with him, that they might be going places. And I do think that they have a very good chance of making the playoffs, despite the tough division. Yeah, so here's the thing, you know, with the Lions and calling them, you know, are they a good team? Like are they are they for real? This year you first of all you look at who they played. Mm-hmm. Um play the Cardinals week one, tied 27-27, but very much we're in control of that game. Um, let the Cardinals back in late. Kyler Murray kind of has a little coming out party. Um, ended up being a tie, which, you know, is so what you want about a tie. But <clears throat> still, the Cardinals have shown they're not, I guess, you know, an absolute abomination that they thought, thought they would be. <laughs> play calling's not great, but Kyler Murray can yep. really play. Um, week two, they play the Chargers, who some had picked all the way to go going to the Super Bowl last year. Who the Chargers ran, when the Chargers ran to New England in the playoffs mm-hmm. and just doing the New England things, and that was the end that's of that. That's true. But the Chargers, minus Melvin Gordon's holdout, are basically the same exact team that's come back. Mm-hmm. Austin Eckler's built in very well. Eckler's been fantastic. Very serviceable, yeah, in that role. Yep. So Chargers, real team. Um, week three, they play the Eagles, who two years removed from winning the, the Super Bowl of all things, and Carson Wentz back, finally healthy. Um, <clears throat> yeah, they've had their stumbles, but that every, I think everyone's in agreement. The Eagles are a, are a legit team. Like, mm-hmm. they're, they're not a cupcake they're team. They're very talented. Plays over. And then, of course, the Chiefs this week, um, <clears throat> losing by four, taken down to the very, very end of the game. Pat Mahomes, again, does Pat Mahomes things. Chiefs pull, out, pull it out late. So, yeah, I would say the Lions are real right now, but you got to look at their road coming up. They got Green Bay next week and the Vikings the week after. Green Bay's a Monday night game. So, bright lights under the lights. Matt Stafford's, you know, for what he is, he's a good quarterback, but he's always struggling in those big primetime games um, just in terms of leading that team, leading the offense um, them in the best position to succeed. Do I think that, that they're going to beat the Packers from what they've shown me? I think they will. I think the Packers are a very Aaron Rodgers dependent team mm-hmm. that potentially don't have their top receiver. Um, <clears throat> so I think they win that game going into the and they play the Vikings at home the next week. If they can come out on top on one of those games or both of those games, the Lions will prove to me that they're a real contender this year. Um, as of right now, I see them, you know, in the battle for the division, but that's really it. Um, they can beat the Packers, beat the Vikings. They do move that next class of like upper yeah i i love what detroit's done this year that that first game was tough because they absolutely gave that away and they should have beaten arizona um but then two really impressive performances and this one i mean this was a killer to have just the chiefs come back on this because detroit had played so well for the entire game but as you said mahomes did what mahomes does uh, even though they were able as conrad referred to able to hold him without a touchdown which you don't see that very often no. out of Pat Mahomes because he is that good. Uh, what is interesting to look at from the Chiefs is that um, even with Damian Williams out, the run game has still been very good. 
for Kansas City. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, 11 carries, 56 yards, a touchdown. Mahomes added in 54 yards of his own, including a huge run in the fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter. And Darrell Williams got two goal line touchdowns. So Kansas City's run game still humming along. Uh, on Detroit, Stafford, three touchdowns. Carryon Johnson is so good. Running back out of Auburn has just really come into his own and is one of the better backs in the league. And then you look at the receiving options. Stafford's got weapons. Marvin Jones has been around for a while, but he's very consistent. Kenny Galladay's a big target. TJ Hawkinson, the the first-round pick, tight end out of Iowa. Another touchdown catch. Did have a scary injury when he he hurtled. Uh, He was in concussion protocol, so hopefully he's all good. But this Lions team actually is a lot better than I thought going into the season. So yeah, I was going to say, I think it depends on how Hoxton is for like mm-hmm. this upcoming Monday night game. I think that, especially in Detroit, I think there's going to be a little bit of the chip on their shoulder from the Hail Mary game mm-hmm. like four years ago. Because again, That's it's a true. primetime game home against the Packers. So I think if if uh, Hawkinson, Hoxton is healthy, I think I don't see why, you know, going off wood, why they shouldn't win. Yeah, I uh, I agree. And we'll, we'll save that Mahomes point for any other week because we could actually yeah. we could talk about that any week. Uh, next game I want to touch on. The Browns get a big road win against Baltimore, 40 to 25. I believe it was the over the 1,000th different score in NFL history. What First happened? time ever that a 40 to 25 final score in NFL wow. history. Oh, like that, that, unique that exact score. score. Yep. Thank you, ESPN. Wow. That's stat. Just try to educate the people. That's yeah. all. Um, Nick Chubb played really well, guys. Yeah. 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 Nick Chubb is a good football player. Are the, Brown, are the Browns a running team now? They should Question be. mark? I mean, with their current coach, they might need to be. Mm. I do feel that Freddie Freddie Kitchens is ruining ruining Baker Mayfield. Oh, we got a hot take! Wow, Whoa, there it is. Ruining. Oh, that shouldn't take long. <laughs> Can we get the league to step in here and say that this is just not going to work as head coach? They have so much talent. They should be. They should be at least three and one. Hey, they're two and two. They're not over four. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. But oh my god, like. I just feel like I've watched one of their games, and all they did was just it's just fake. I watched one. I watched one of their games. Yeah, That was an unreal comment. I have seen them exactly once, and you know what? They're not that good. Which game did you watch? Was it the Monday night? It was week two. It was the Monday night game against the Jets. The Monday night game against them. They played the doo doo Jets. Yes, they were terrible. Here's the thing with the. I mean, they were in that game. My take on the Browns is that, yeah, super talented team, fine. We, everyone knows they're super talented. Mm-hmm. But a lot of teams we prove, and it's not to harp on like a New England kind of franchise, but you talk about a team that doesn't necessarily have the most talent in the league every single year. Because I would true. argue every single year, mm-hmm. New England is a talented team, not necessarily one of the most talented teams. Great coaching, great quarterback play goes a long way, right? The Browns are kind of the polar opposite, mm-hmm. I would say, of what New England has. They I agree. are the uber-talented team. That has an unproven quarterback. Yeah, he played well as rookie year, but still unproven in the grand scheme of things. And a coach who really hasn't done anything at the professional head coaching level. With a lot of divas and a lot of personalities mm-hmm. on the team, what you get is a 2-2 two two team right now that should be 4-0 or should be 3-1, I agree. But for what they are at 2-2 two and, two and looking looking at their trending in the right direction, I'm very uh, very curious and very optimistic in what the Browns um, are going to have to do in the future. But I will say, as of right now, I am in agreement that, yeah, they, they do look like a running football team right now. Until Odell and Baker and Jarvis and Baker and all of them really get on the same page. I know Jarvis played well last mm-hmm. week. Odell Beckham had two catches for 20, 20 yards, right? And I'll tell you right now, if Odell Beckham's getting two catches 20 yards every single week, they're not making the playoffs just because Odell's going to explode and the, yep. whole, the whole locker room's going to fall. 
<laughs> so that's something that you got to work on when you have this many personalities, this many talented players. That's something to keep in mind. But um, the Browns are trending in the right direction, and they're definitely not a team that I would, if I'm a team of any a fan of any team in the NFL, I don't want to see the Browns on my schedule at any point this year. Because no, they are talented enough to hang forty on you with a defense that good. It's hard to, it can be tough to score on. But you work Travis Landry more. I think that that. Josh Landry had 160 yards receiving last mm-hmm. year. No, we're definitely with Travis Landry more because I think that him is, I think he's just more sustainable than Odell. Odell is like, I think more of like expecting the ball, expecting the stats. I think Travis Landry is just a baller because I think that he's going to, he's going to get, I, I, I've had faith that he's going to put, he's going to be there down the stretch in big games because I think that he's a, that's the kind of receiver that he is. I think I have more faith in him than Odell on a game to game. So I think that they need to make an effort to at least work him in a little bit more throughout the offense. I think we'll find out a lot about the Browns over the next three weeks. I at, do too. And at I, Niners, Seahawks. Uh, that's the thing. So they're on Monday night at, at San Francisco um, next weekend. I, I don't think the Browns are a running team, I'll say, yet. I still think Mayfield's a good quarterback. He has struggled this season. I would have expected in year two, I'd expect to see more of a jump than sitting at 59% completion percentage, four touchdowns, and six picks. Rough start, to say the least, out of him. Um, But I still think you saw so many flashes last year that I do think Mayfield is going to be good, especially he can throw the ball down the field. They have all these different weapons. But what you saw on Sunday is that Nick Chubb should be the primary option on the offense because Chubb was just spectacular in every facet of it. Even receiving, he added some yards as well. So it'll be interesting to watch with Cleveland as kind of the season progresses. The defense has been all right start the year. I mean, 43 points to Tennessee, kind of disastrous. Three against the Jets, it doesn't count. Luke Falk's playing quarterback for them. Uh, 20 against the Rams, 25 against the Ravens. It's a serviceable defense other than that Titans game. So if you take out the two outliers, I'll say the Titans was way worse and the Jets was way better. You know, they're averaging around that 18 points a game, which it's not going to win you games on your own, but it's also not going to lose them for you. So, Well, even with those Browns last week, they needed the third down stop and they picked off golf. Mm-hmm. Like when they were, they were down, what, six or seven? Seven, I believe. Yeah, seven with a couple minutes left. And when the defense needed to step up, they not only stepped up with the stop, but also with the turnover. So... I think it'll be interesting to see yeah, how the defensive service will to see if Baker can put it together. Absolutely. And all right, we'll move into the one that I know we've got three people here very excited to discuss. <laughs> we will we will start with the the person whose team did not come out on top. Mr. Sherwood, you have the floor for your soliloquy. Soliloquy. I told you it would be a Sherwood soliloquy today, but all I'm going to say is no comment. Oh, that's it? <laughs> no, no, no. No, it was a good game. It was, it was an ugly game. Yeah. It was um, an ugly game. Yeah, I think Moy said it during the break that they have a good defense. It's just, I think Allen is like, when I talked about it earlier, we like him a lot, but he's just not ready for the big game. I, I think you guys got more than him. I think if you, you have, you guys also have, what was it, um, your tight end. Um, Dawson Knox. Yeah, he's he, he made that really good catch. Yeah, he did. I also, uh, St. Jones is very good. You got, um, you got, uh, you know, a good running back core, Frank Gore. Frank Gore, yeah. Singletary, I think that that's, and I think that the coach is pretty good. I think McDermott's a great coach. And I yeah. Think the only thing you guys are missing is work. Yeah, no, it's true. I think that he's shown flash flashes of greatness. Or not greatness, pardon me. He's shown good flashes so far, but it's like, can you put together four good quarter four good quarters? And we were when we were driving the Bills bar yesterday with my parents and Madeline is we're listening to the Bills broadcast and he they um John Murphy and the 
Bill's first drive on third down when he got sacked by Van Noy. He literally said he walked up to the line and was confused since mm-hmm. since he broke the huddle. And obviously, you know, Belichick defense is going to do that to you. But when you have a week to prepare and when you're a second-year starter, you can't come out of the huddle on a third and seven look confused. You've got to figure it out. And I think that, you know, definitely there still is a little bit of a learning curve left for them. Left for him, pardon me, not them. Sure, but are the Bills a playoff team? Yeah. yeah. I'll say about that, yeah. What's the record? Where are they going? I honestly think that I... 10 and 6, 10 and 6, 11 and 5. I can see that. Yeah. 10 and 6, We've, 11 and 5 yeah. are the Bills, so they're 3 and 1 right now. Yeah. You have them losing at best four more games throughout the course of the year? Five more. Or yeah, at, that point, at worst, five more at best four. Yeah, no, I can see that. I think we have... We have a decent, a decent schedule. I think we've got a the defense can keep us in. I can tell you the whole schedule right now. I'm trying to see bye week, then home against Miami, home against uh, Eagles, which would be a really good game. You'll be at that game at Washington. Yeah, I'll be at that game at Washington, home against Denver. That's a very oh, no, favorable schedule. Browns, Browns are in there as well. We go at Browns, then yeah, home yeah, against it's, Denver. Yeah, it's Browns, Dolphins, Denver. It's doable. It's doable. It's doable. Yeah, so it's, you, very, it's very you look at Yeah, it's, to be fair, it's not the most ridiculous thing no. ever. When you look at their schedule, other than the... Um, so the real the real big-name teams that they're going to be playing... Um, Dallas, Baltimore, New England. Franklin, the Dolphins, and the Titans. But the real teams that they're playing, they're playing the Eagles, they're playing the Browns, they're playing the Cowboys, they're playing the Ravens, they're playing New England again, and uh, they're playing the Steelers. So Steelers banged up, give them that win. So that's five games right there against really quality opponents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bills win two or three of those games. Not the most ridiculous thing ever to say they'll they'll be ten and six. I had yeah. nine and seven, yeah. ten and six in my head. Exactly. I, I, I think eleven's a little too much just because Allen. Yeah. I don't trust them no, enough. That's true. I do think a nine seventeen game. Yeah, I do too. I, that's so. a good I, defense I, in I Buffalo. Think, I, yeah. Very good. Defense. I think a lot of people said nine and seven at the beginning of the year, and then obviously winning the first three games kind of I think bumps it up a half. You know, to nine and a half, ten. So I think the, I think I think 10's very doable. I think eleven maybe if they run the table. I would say, yeah, I, yeah, no, it's, I, I can, I can see them doing well. I mean, it's an exciting time. I think the key is the the first drive out of the, the half. No, oh, yeah, he like Josh Allen. Like, I because I guarantee you, McDermott sat down like we're just gonna like take yeah. take the the uh, easy route or whatever. The easy yeah. routes, the, you know, your check down. Just stop whatever. thinking. Yeah, and instead of throwing up these hail mary like yeah, no, it's <laughs> very off true. Back forward, yeah, like, terrible passes that which like I think they had four, three, three. Or four, four three. And some of them were, but the third one was terrible. Like, like triple like, coverage. Triple coverage, yeah. Like, like, yeah. No, it's very true. Just throw it away if, you, if you're going to, yeah. you, you know, instead of just tucking it up, expecting, yeah. you know, you're going to double coverage. It yeah. is. I, I think that if, if they can just manage him where they can rely on the running, because I do think that you guys have a decent offensive line. Yeah. And if you, you know, obviously your defense is going to keep you in it. You just got the key is just you know preventing turnovers. No, it is. He's I think he's thrown seven interceptions. They're 10, 10 total turnovers. They're minus two differential. So that's not I, if he, if he would say that through four weeks they're minus two differential. I think they would be two and two, one and three. But three and one is good. Yeah, definitely. Um, I will pose one question to you. Mm-hmm. Let's say theoretically the Giants play the Bills next week. They're home at MetLife. Say it's a. Uh, Four, 4 o'clock uh, kickoff. Oh, we got the, the national game. Yeah. yeah. Call it the national game, put it in prime time or whatever. But people are, people are going to be watching the game. It's going to be on, it's going to be on Fox broadcasted all over. Daniel Jones is starting. Josh Allen's kind of banged up right now. Don't know if he's going to play or not. 
You had to give me a score prediction. You had to give me a win. I thought you were going to say spread. Spread. <laughs> give me something. Yeah, give me a spread. Give me something. So I think that Buffalo would probably go. I'm going to say it would would have obviously all theoretically as a two point favorite on the road because I would have said Giants minus one and then yeah. or or wait, excuse me, never mind. Um, yeah. So it's the Giants at home, correct? Yeah. That's what you're saying. I'll say yeah. I'll say Buffalo minus minus two, and then I take the Giants. <laughs> Yeah. Go, especially if you go next week, Golden health, Tate comes back. Yeah, that's say, a huge the thing sa- for the Giants. The healthy Saquon. That, that's a, it's a lot of what. Yeah, ifs. it is a lot of what ifs. But I think if, if he plays week week three, and he and I think if Daniel Jones starts off, you know, two all, week, if he's yeah. if he's the starter at the beginning of the year, I think that's an interesting game. Listen, it was an interesting game as I was week two with Eli Manning starting, yeah. and Manning did not play well. So I, I think it's an interesting question to to look at. Um, I we'll, think just a testament of where the Giants have been trending towards. I hate that cover as a Patriots. Oh, we'll, get, oh, we'll not, get to I, that in a, in a I little. I have nothing more than the Giants that are in the spotlight mm-hmm. right now. You just. They, you, they don't have Tom Coughlin. It's a different era. That's, <laughs> it is a different era. All right, we'll get to some quick hits. Uh, move through these pretty fast um, so we can get to our break here. Uh, Tampa Bay goes Hollywood on the Rams. Put up 55 <laughs> in LA, win 55 to 40. Um, wow. I'll go with that. Yeah, crazy. I looked back after a football game and I saw that score when mm-hmm. they were up. I think 30 to 45, and I thought, wow, like that's that's in the fourth quarter, too, no less. And the biggest sticking point for me from this game, Todd Gurley ran the ball five times. Got two <laughs> touchdowns. Just does not make sense. Five, exactly. Jared Goff threw the ball 68 times. I love the Rams. I love their talent. They're not winning too many games that Jared Goff throws 68 passes. <laughs> you know how many, that's right. Moy is very many, anti-Goff. You know how many... Uh, Fumbles he's had in the last thirteen games. He's had fourteen fumbles. Like I'm not even lying. Like I saw that on Twitter. I, I was I, I couldn't believe it. I again another team all around phenomenal. Great coach. Great defense. Mm-hmm. Great great talent. A lot of playmakers. They just don't have a quarterback that I can believe. If only they had Daniel Jones, right? And Tampa Bay continues oh, as one of the more intriguing teams as well, because I still don't know what to think of that. I love Bruce Arians. I don't love Jameis Winston, but he played really well. Ronald Jones played well. Chris Godwin is a stud in that yes. offense. Uh, 12 catches, 172 yards. Just really a team. But then they blew an 18-point lead to the Giants last week. So very interesting team to watch. Uh, our next game, Mr. Bayer, take yeah. it away. Um, Chase Daniels is good as football. Um, Mitch, Mitch got hurt. The offense looked better with Mitch or with with Ooh. Chase. No, whoa, no, 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 no. Better with Chase. They let Chase throw the ball ten yards down the field. The right wide receivers looked happy. That Bears defense is insane. Bears Even while missing Roquan mm-hmm. and um, Akeem Hicks, yep. Um, they were still able to shut down that Vikings offense. Cook, who has been on a tear over over 100 yards, carried 14 times for 35 yards against this team. Mm-hmm. Um, Which Cook, as you said, Cook has yeah. been unstoppable. He's this been unstoppable season. this year. They made Kirk Cousins throw the ball. That didn't go great. That, that's what you want to do. That's hopefully will be the Giants game plan on Sunday. Um, yeah, is yeah, Mitch. So how many Mitch, weeks is he supposed to be out for? Uh, I'm not entirely sure, but I think it's probably around four to five. I say I think I've seen three to six. Yeah, somewhere so, around there because it's a dislocated shoulder. Can the Bears and float in that in that time period? Yeah, because they got they got Oakland, 
in in London this week, then the bye week. The bye then, week's huge. And then the Saints mm-hmm. at home with Bridgewater. Saints which, out of the dome is big. Which they look good, but also that Bears defense. Mm-hmm. And then the Chargers, and that takes us four weeks, five weeks. We'll be at Philly. That'll be tough. And then the Lions team. So I'll say not the easiest stretch of games, but the bye week is huge. The bye, the bye week helps. Having the Raiders, that first one helps. Mm-hmm. Try to get into a groove. There. So okay. I say, I say they, they could go over five hundred in that stretch. I could see it um, because I, I think they could beat the Saints at home, even with Chase Daniel. Fair, because that again, it's it, it's that defense is just too good. Mm-hmm. It's so and, uh, good. that defense is one of the that's the best defense we've seen since the Seahawks when they were on their Super Bowl years. Yeah, that absolutely is. Um, what about, I mean, what about? No, 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 pa- no, the, no, because no, the Patriots have played you know some of the worst teams. Do you know how many points the Bears have season. given up? They've given up 10, yes. 14, 15, yeah. 6. Yeah, no, the Bears defense is on just another. The Patriots defense has been we'll, we'll very, talk, especially we'll special teams. If you want to count like Slater in on that, like spectacular. The Bears defense is just a different level than everyone we'll else. come back and revisit that topic in Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving. That's fair. That's fair. They're averaging giving up 11 points. <laughs> yes, that Bears defense is unreal. Uh, as Matthew alluded to earlier, the New York Giants are now 2-2 two and two and one game out of first place. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely hate it. Daniel Jones is good. He is, he is good. Uh, there was a, there were arguing the first take. Is he currently better than Baker Mayfield? Mm. I don't know if I'm going to say he's currently mm. better than Baker Mayfield. Giving Baker just I'm not going to say that, as, even as a Giants fan. But it's more the fact that someone had the brilliant idea to ask the question, and it was genuinely a topic of debate. That's just so It's funny. absurd that you went from everybody losing their minds. I mean, it's testament how calm, cool, and collected this kid is. I I'm mean, excited. Had a dupe pick to pick six overall when he should have gone in the second round. Yeah, he has the world telling him he should have been taken there. The world telling him he better be a Hall of Famer mm-hmm. or you are never, how we started the show last yeah, week. <laughs> or you're never going to be able to walk the streets of New York. This guy is playing. He's playing out his mind. He's absolutely playing out and his I mind. I love his demeanor, too. I, I love his demeanor. And Fantastic. He shows, up to the game, he shows up to the game wearing a substitute teacher. Like, yeah, yes. with the backpack and everything. Yeah. It was beautiful. One, I loved it. it. It's 100% true. So he he played fine on, on Sunday. It wasn't it wasn't like week one. It was still it very was impressive. He makes exactly because he, he did have the two interceptions one of them was a very bad read the other one was a diving interception not going to kill him for that but again he throws the ball down the field his he's got a really nice rapport with his receivers already especially evan ingram and sperling shepherd is coming alive and now you add golden tate into that offense it's exciting now the giants did lose ryan Connolly on sunday a rookie middle linebacker to wisconsin who had been playing out of his mind he tore his acl that's a big loss for the giants defense a defense that's already not very good i think the bigger thing though from this game was on Washington's side. <laughs> yeah. That team is really going to struggle to win games this year, sitting at 0-4. Yes, it's time to get Haskins in because you're going to lose with Keenum anyway, but Haskins very clearly looked like why the reports were coming out of practice that he wasn't ready because he did not look good against one of the worst defenses in the league on Sunday through three interceptions, some really poor reads. Um, showed off the legs, which impressive because Haskins didn't really do that in college. Uh, too much. He did have some nice scrambles, but tr- didn't you didn't see the arm strength that much. He didn't really go down the field. He will go down the field. He's got a huge arm. Uh, obviously, not very impressive. He's got a lot to grow. Yeah, and also bring him in in the middle of the second quarter is an interesting. If you're choice. bringing him in the second quarter, you should start him. But yes. that also just goes to or, how bad or of a wait coach I think time. that Jay Gruden is. There's but, so many, like literally the worst case of bringing in a a rookie. I think they picked it. They did. No, they <laughs> so. Didn't. 
No, the only thing worse would have been if they brought him in against the Bears on Monday night, which oh, it was, yeah. looked like they might have for a second, and we were sitting there watching that going, they can't you actually can't, be doing can't this. Do that. <laughs> if I were them, I honestly, unless things get really out of hand late in the season, I think that they really just need to sit him and, and, and give him give the rep. I don't practice. think they can after what they just did. I mean, I, I think it's almost better. I think once you, you bring him in, you bring him in. I think that's. I think once you make the change, it's tough to go back. You know my, but I do know what you're trying to say. I, I, I understand it. I think that they should just tank. Oh, they will be. Either well, it doesn't just, matter who their quarterback it, it is. Hurts, yeah. It hurts. It hurts his development. If you don't have any chance, it hurts his development him, if you pull him now. I mean, he played for, for half a game. I think half a game. Yeah. I, I think that they should just go back to Casey and I think that. But I, I feel least, like that stunts a guy's mental. Mental like awareness and his confidence so much. I don't think you can do. I that. just rather take my chances with the young quarterback than a quarterback. You're that we learning. Know is you're learning nothing else. That's all from yeah. Case Keenum with Dwayne Haskins. As long as he plays, you're like, we're really not trying to win football games right now. So do whatever you need to do. Yeah. Test guys, um, like they say during the preseason or practice. Or I've heard this a lot with which Mitch because he throws a lot of picks. He's mm. like, he's just testing to see what he can get away with. Yeah, sure. What Moy's so, trying to so say basically is to protect that. the kid, but, but, which I understand. You're like, trying to protect look at, him. Look at Mahomes. Look at you don't Garoppolo. Want to like, Garoppolo. You know what Garoppolo's record is like in the stars he's at? He's, I think he's only lost was it three games. It's he, a couple, yeah, because he had that 6-0 and stretch with the, uh, yeah. the 49ers and yeah. then played so well with so the Patriots I, when he stepped in. I think that it's proven that if you if you believe in a guy, that you need to at least give him a year. Mm-hmm. To, to develop. I, I think Daniel Jones, like, there might be certain situations. Some guys are superstars, yeah. such as Daniel Jones, right? Yeah, like, they're true and correct. Yeah. <laughs> correct. That's all I wanted. Right. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure Moy was going there. All right. Uh, one last point. We're going to skip that that Cowboy Saints game because it was kind of bland. Anyway, yep. 12 times. Yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I, I think the Saints have done enough to. I do too. The Saints are very, very good. Yes, exactly. What Conrad is highlighting. Fontes perfect. Suspended for the rest of the season. Honestly, I don't think it's enough. I think you should, they should just ban him they from football. They should just ban him. Yeah. Oh, we, we all agree on that? That hit was... I, abs- the guy was on a knee, and he's he like, I'm going to lower my head into this guy's head. He could have just touched him, and it would have been down. I would just ban him at this point. I think you've had so many issues with him. He obviously doesn't get it. I'm interested to see how the NFLPA goes about it, because I feel like just saying you're suspended for the season... The athletic, I don't know if they can say that. The Athletic actually wrote a really good article saying the NFLPA should support him being banned. And usually you would say, what? You have to support the players. But he's injuring other players. Yeah. Hmm. So I, I think it's a really interesting to see how they go about that. Because, yeah, from that side, he's injuring players. So obviously they should be for more than just a one player. But letting the NFL set the precedent that we can just be like, you're done for the season without being like... Like if they said he's done for, that was week four, 12 more games... Just saying that is different than being he's out for the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I think it's weird. You don't want them to be able to set that precedent, but I yeah, don't understand. Sure. He's hurting players. Yep. Um, so they have to be wary of that. But I think I'm interested actually in, in that part of this to see what what goes on off the field. I think he deserves any punishment. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying he's yeah. he's right it's, in it's, any way. It's one of those situations where yeah, maybe he's the first time a feather, second time a feather. It's fine. Give him some leeway. This guy's proven that he's he's been, he's been fined two. $2 million plus from the mm-hmm. NFL for all of his hits. Been suspended games at this point. Exactly. It's not really going through. Get it. And you know what? At this point, this is what happens. Like this, this yep. if, you, if anyone watched the hit yesterday, he made a blatant effort to go helmet. It was helmet disgraceful. With, yeah. With another player. I mean, I was watching, I was watching um, a video on Instagram today from part of my take and they had PFT talking yeah. about uh, the hit. And imagine um, back in the day when they had the, uh, the Monday night football um, pregame um, 
jacked up. Oh, it's um, running against yeah, each other. Yeah, no, yeah. It was like it was like yeah, it's like the pregame. Um, I don't know. I don't. I forget what it's called. Like mm-hmm. um, like the intro, the intro video. Basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's two helmets crashing together, exploding, yeah. and then say, "Hey, here's Monday Night Football." Yeah. Oh my god, that's what it was. Thought yeah. about that. That's what it was. It's literally yeah. a meme. That's what happened in the, in the game. Yeah, there's a reason I got rid of that. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I I completely agree. All right, we will send it to a quick break then and then try to motor through the rest of the show as we have had some really good discussion on this one. So this is Round Tripper on 89.1 and we'll be right back. Back here on Round Tripper and we're just going to mesh all of our final segments together because we've had some good discussion today, guys. Good stuff, good stuff. Incredibly impressive. So first, we are going to go with the level of football that the Miami Dolphins should be playing at right now and we're going to go into college football. Right off the cuff. I just thought of it right now. No, right? Listen, it's not my first rodeo, all right? <laughs> so, chalk, all the big guys continue to win. Except Clemson had a close one this weekend. 21-20 a win at UNC. Do we agree with North Carolina going for two at the end? Yeah, definitely. Yep. Moy doesn't agree. Moy's on his phone. Moy's on his phone. No, I uh, I know they had to go for two in that situation. They were not ever going to win that game in overtime. No. So totally understand why they went for two. Um, what the play call was rough. I said, I roll up to the right. Well, it's got to be a it's got to be a pass because then you at least give your quarterback the option to run. If you just do a rollout like that with all your guys blocking, it's not gonna. Yeah, is is Howell a runner though? I don't think he is. Not it's really. Like, he's not a. It's not like you're, he's getting out there and trying to play. He's not like Justin Fields. Where no. It's like, he might be quick enough to get around the corner, or if you're running to the boundary and there's going to be people there, that he's going to be able to bounce off some people to get in. I don't think Howell's that. He's not that big. He's not. He's right his arm. I, I, I don't think so either, and I will um, definitely bow down to our resident ACC um, expert over there. Yeah. But wait, right? That was my shout-out. Oh, no. Shout, no. Oh, no. That didn't oh, happen. slide right in, because currently Wake Forest is the second-best ACC team. Shout-out. Uh, yeah, Wake Forest, that's it. All right, so the shout-out came I earlier jumped, than expected. I jumped the gun last week when I said that they were ranked. It was the coaches' poll. Mm, let a lot of people down. Oh, I let down. my. I texted my family that everyone was so excited. Then I sent it back. was like, actually. Wait, guys, they're not actually ranked. Then I looked at it. Confirmed sources. AP poll, 22nd best team in the country. By week, so they're still going to so win the bye week. The five they'll win the bye week. At home against Florida. So is Wake back? Officially back. For the first time since Aaron Curry was there? No, they, they yeah. Yeah, pretty, pretty oh, much. Wake Forest back too. Dominance. 5-0, <laughs> oh, the college football playoff. Oh, the college football playoff <laughs> contenders? ACC, ACC uh, championship. Or, well, Clemson, November. November well, the AP, so you say the ACC is going to get two bids for the Is that what I'm hearing? It, it's Clemson No, I think he's saying that Wake's no, going to beat Clemson. No, I think he's saying Wake's beat Clemson. Yeah, Clemson. Yeah, so yeah. I think that's what we heard. November 6th in Clemson. I'll be there. It's going to be rowdy. Maybe half dozen. I think the last go wake. person I know that went to Wake Forest was Chris Paul. Yeah. He was drafted in 2004. Yeah, and I, like I, said, I yeah. referenced Aaron Curry, who's a linebacker Tim who went Duncan. in the top five and, and in the no NFL draft and then was horrible. He was horrible no. in the, in yeah. the pro. Yeah. Tim Duncan and Chris Paul, the only two relevant people to come out of Wake Forest, and they're both basketball. No, no, no. We got some golfers, but those again, those were uh, way back. Way did back. you not hear the word relevant? Oh, whoa! Wait <laughs> whoa. a second. Whoa! They actually uh, won the national championship last year. Oh, you're saying Arnold Palmer's not relevant? 
Don't oh, answer that. Oh, oh, he never graduated, actually. Like, Which? Hashtag retweet. He never graduated, though. Wow, this got aggressive very fast. No, it didn't. I like that. Oh, there you go. Uh, other point. In their last bowl game. It's going to be 4-0 and in the first playoff, college football playoff game, and then the national championship. So it'll be 5-0 at the end of this year. Pat, who's your Heisman winner? Man. It's, for me, it's between uh, Tagovailoa and Fields. Really? Mm-hmm. I think that's what it comes down to in the end. I think I got Jalen. I had Jalen Hurts. Yeah, and you got Jalen Hurts. Jalen, Jalen Hurts gonna put up crazy it. numbers. They don't play anyone good enough where I could see them, see them relatively losing by a lot or losing. It. That's the thing. I think this Heisman race is going to be amazing. I, this year. I, I think the best quarterback is Trevor Lawrence. I think Jalen. I do yeah. too. I think the best mm-hmm. pro. Uh, oh, yeah. Tua. Where's it Tua? I love Tua. I love Tua. Hey, it's Lawrence. I think. That's, that's I think Toa thing. is so crisp. That's the thing. That's the thing. A Giants fan would say picking Tua over Lawrence. Yeah, it's a Giants fan. Hey, he's gonna be in Miami next year. We'll I see. Think, you Lawrence no, I th- I think Lawrence is by far the best player. I think he's a better player, but if you look at his stat lines, he's not he he's not a great he, he he's a good yeah, I don't know. Dude, that, dude's I a true know. freshman beat Alabama in the yeah. championship. That's very true. I think Lawrence is gonna be a very, yeah, very I, good pro. Yeah, very, very good. I just don't know if uh if the nub unfortunately the numbers speak a lot. Unfortunately we have to wait an extra year or two to see him in the pros. Yeah, also yeah. true. Yeah, yes. so that's a very, very so good we'll we'll see as that keeps moving along. Big games upcoming week. Auburn against Florida in the swamp. Cannot wait for that. Bo Nix had his coming out party. You know, been hard on Bo. First, who's the Florida coach or quarterback? Kyle Trusk. We finally get that Trusk game now that we talked about. Finally, we said, can he do it? I don't think he can. No. We're gonna. Fi- I don't think he can either. We're gonna find it on Saturday. So yeah, definitely been hard on Nix, who has not impressed so far. A lot of like really light passing performances. Had 15 yards per pass. Uh, over the weekend, I believe he was 16 for 21, over 350 yards, if I'm remembering correctly. Just really impressive performance. And finally, that is the quarterback I wanted to see. That is it. I mean, yes, it was at home against Mississippi State. Mississippi State's fine, three and two. Like, it's an SEC game. So, you know what? All credit to Bo. Really good to finally see a, a, a good performance out of him. Um, and hopefully, he keeps progressing because this Auburn team, un- as we say it every week, unbelievably talented. And Iron Bowl, cannot wait for I, I guess I think he's going to be like, Kind of like Trevor Lawrence, like next year, where he's whoa, where we're, or not, but like we're, it's gonna be exciting to watch him for the next two and a half. Years. Gonna be exciting. I like that. It's gonna be exciting. Yes. yes, like it'll be. I think that the, the SEC West is a gauntlet of the schedule. Oh and yes, it is. In that you've got to play Georgia, mm-hmm. number twenty third. Mm-hmm. Well, that's home. Granted, that's in Jordan Hare, but SEC West is a gauntlet. Whoever you are, even if you're two, that's a tough schedule. SEC is so good this year. They're just gonna beat the hell out of each it'll, other. It'll be very interesting to see what Bonix can do, and then you know maybe he can squeak through. Maybe he can get some help with. You know, Alabama maybe losing the game with Purdue, so maybe something like that. Whereas, exactly. Yeah, it'll, it'll it'll be a very fun October. It'll be fun when we go um, November seventh down to the Bayou to watch LSU Alabama. Yep, we're we're mm-hmm. making the trip, right? Yeah. Of course, LSU Alabama cannot cannot wait. You going, you going to college game day? You going to bring a sign? I think we're all we're going. All going. Oh, we are? A round yeah. tripper trip. A yep. Round yep. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, we're going to LSU Alabama. You didn't know that? I was done. You do, I we said on the radio. Yeah, yeah. thanks for listening. Yeah, like four yeah. weeks ago. <laughs> they were, I, think I, I think I saw 100. No, it was 995. Do you say they're more expensive than an NFL? Yeah, do you not? Yeah, because there's only like. Do you know who's playing? You know, but do you yeah, understand that there's only like six college football games and there's 10 home football playoff games? So it's it's huge. And that's that's bigger than religion down there. <laughs> SEC <laughs> game like that? Do we have people that we know down there? No, we have. No, we have. We have Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster, and we have myself trying to book the tickets. Yep. Or, Twitter. So, and Twitter. Or we could go down there and just scalp tickets. That's illegal. I like that one. <laughs> Conrad, and I will go, Conrad and I will go down there the week early, 
Get a taste of the town. There you go. Then we'll set it up. Yep. Say hi to Coach O. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. All right, we'll move into miscellaneous after that. Hockey season starts Wednesday. I'm excited. Yeah. Islanders Same play here. on Friday. What are we most looking forward to this season? Well, I'll say hockey season kicks off with Capitals, Blues, final, the last two uh, Stanley Cup champions. So what are we most looking forward to? Conrad's got some takes. I know that. I think, I think it'll be exciting because hockey is definitely the sport where one or two players can change the whole mm-hmm. dynamic. And vice versa. Like, they can change if they're addition or by subtraction or injury. So I think it's, I'm excited to see who that new team is this year. I think that last year the Blues... San Luis Blues were in last place in the NHL last in January. In the middle of January. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if you look at the Isles, too, is they were... Oh, that's right. They, they played mm. very, very well. I think they outkicked their coverage. I think... That, oh, they did. And then I think same thing with uh, my bunch of jerks back home that the year team four. Okay, okay all right, all right. Let's <laughs> relax. No, but, but no, but it is going to be exciting who, you know, what teams make it. And then especially when it gets to playoff hockey because six, seven, eight seeds. Or, Amazing. Or, now it's like the wild card, however they do it. Mm-hmm. They can still make a run. All right, Conrad, take it away. Give me, give me. Conrad's been looking forward to the hockey segment, which kind of scares me a little bit, but. <laughs> gotta take a deep breath. <laughs> oh, no. I'm looking forward to watch Capo Kako, the second overall pick. All right, Connor fed you. This is what you're trying to tell me. Finland. Would love to see what he's going to do for the uh, for the Rangers this year. I think he's going to be a big-time stud from a great country. Um, yeah, I know nothing else about this man, but I think he's going to be a stud. I'm looking at his pictures. He's a good-looking guy. He is. Um, I don't know which one's actually him. I'm assuming it's this one. But he's he's actually he's he. I like his hair. He's got a nice blonde little little he little. Led, he led Team Finland over the USA yep. in the World Juniors like over Christmas break. Was, I knew that it was literally him and then their goalie for the Sabres, Uko Pekka which has a very phenomenal name as well. Oh, so that's a great pronunciation. It's, yeah, I, that's 100. I just haven't made that up over the last year. I'm um, I'm proud of you. But this he's he's actually very very. Would have been the number one pick basically any other yeah. year if it were not for Jack Hughes coming out this year. But yeah, this this kid is I don't even, like not Crosby esque, but like yeah, cause he's a much bigger player than yeah, Crosby. He's got very good hands. Like, I'm excited to watch him play. Very, very Same good. here. And then I'll say what I'm most looking forward to see is how did the Tampa Bay Lightning rebound yeah. from one of the most humiliating ends to a season in any sport. Someone called it. Oh, someone did call it. Matt Wood did call the Columbus Blue Jackets upsetting the Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs> yeah. I did. I I actually, my entire bracket would have been right if Vegas went to the finals to play the Blue That's true. He did say that. He did say that. So, yes, Tampa Bay dropped after having the most wins in NHL history, was swept by Columbus in the first round, coming back with all that talent again this year. It would be really interesting to see how they rebound. Skip. I'll skip the rest of the Premier League stuff because we can get into that anytime. We'll go into Around the Nova Nation to wrap this thing up. Um, football is really good. Very good. 33-17 win over number 15, Maine. Villanova continues to move up. And it's just awesome to see William and Mary this week. And then the big one, two weeks. I think our next home game is not until October 26th when they were up 33 or 30 to 3 at one point in that game and just really laid the hammer on them. Hoops Mania on Saturday as we move closer to basketball season. Are we? Can you announce who the performer is for everyone? Our exclusive. Oh, I heard. I heard about the performer. Should I make some breaking moves? Or do you want me to... No, it's it's an, it's our exclusive. Moo. Breaking moves. <laughs> uh, I heard a rumor that it's going to be Lizzo. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I heard that it's. Yeah, I've heard a rumor from several sources that it's going to be. Lizzo. <laughs> so that locks it up. It's done. 
We'll see Lizzo yeah. on Saturday. So Chance gets the dungeon. So oh, we I heard, I heard Chance is off. I, I heard somewhere that he canceled whatever he was doing in Philly that weekend. Okay, cool. So that means if Chance shows up It'd for be. Hoops Mania. Conrad has to cut off his pinky. Conrad has to cut off his pinky finger from the uh, end of the tone of the fingernail yeah. all the way to the end. I don't change the yeah. <laughs> you did. You did. Don't the Browns. <laughs> well, well I'll, I'll, I'll edit that out. Don't worry. You're, you're, that right. you're fine. All right. That's our show. We're actually right up against it. So, so oh, we got to pop are. out. Yeah. Of yeah. Right. So we got to pop out of here. It's fantastic having the whole crew back here. Mm-hmm. Yes, My brother sir. wants to call him next week for college football. Let's do it. Yeah, Absolutely. Skype. Absolutely. Benjamin and I will be more, um, more regular, regular guests in, in about a month or so. That's now. exciting. No, it's it's great to have you two back. That was fun. So glad we got to do that. Family is back together. All right. So this was Round Tripper on 89.1. Thank you so much for everyone for listening. For Jack Sherwood, Matt Wood, Penn Moy, and Conrad Bayer, I'm Pat saying this is Round Tripper on 89.1. We'll be back next Monday. Go Cats. Go Cats. Go Cats.